live. We did it. It's Brigham Young Money, folks. We're back again, and we are back to talk about one of our favorite characters. But first, we brought in the heavy artillery for this podcast. Returning guest now, Miles. Miles Clee from uh, the pedophilic elite Rolling Stone, I think, if I uh, have got that correct. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Um, Perfect. Official organ of the cabal. Um, spreading nothing but pro-pedophile content. <laughs> Miles, just, uh, yeah. just real off, off top really quickly, because this is obviously a very pressing issue. Uh, have you received your presidential pardon from uh, Joe Biden yet? Ooh. No, Sleepy Joe is just, um, I don't know if he's busy with something else, but it, it just, <laughs> he just has not gotten around to it. And uh, I, this is, I thought, I, I thought even is, just like, yeah, a call from Kamala, at least, you know, I'm in California. <laughs> we did it, Miles. <laughs> so I, I want to get the, I want to get, uh, you know, the, the, the Kamala pharmaceutical cocktail. So I would prefer to hang out with her if anything, but. Um, she seems like a fun grandma. Oh, she yeah. Seemed, I mean, she seems cool. She she laughs yeah. so genuinely, um, <laughs> so normal. She's got extreme wine mom energy. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, she's it's having a great good. time. I like her pantsuits, like the the colors. She's always wearing fun colors. I think she's got a good thing going. I don't know what she does for the administration. But I'm glad she's. She, she has there. the best job on the planet. Like she just has to wait around for like the Senate to call her and like, hey, we got a tie. Can you just like uh, yeah. cast a vote? And it's like, you, did, did, you got did it. Did you ever see the video where she's just, um, they like sent her to the Philippines and she's just like waving at, at fishermen <laughs> as they walk by? <laughs> I would it's love so that good. job. I love how like when, <laughs> when they were running together, uh, the, the, the scary republic thing was like, mm-hmm. radical Marxist like Kamala Harris is going to be really the one in control. And like, Within six months of the administration, that's not even like a uh, like a fear at all. Everyone's like, okay, no one would believe that at this at this it's, stage. It's like the the uh, senile guy, and then this woman who's just like running around having fun in the well, Philippines. We love to see it, it. Isn't it her her dad who is the actual radical yeah, Marxist he's, he's who like, like, a, he's like a came guy. out and denounced her during the uh, the twenty twenty election? It was well, like it was, it was in response I'm, to what he denounced her for. The big thing was when she went on the Breakfast Club and was talking about smoking. Oh, that's weed right. Yeah, and about how she's like I'm some about being Jamaican, and he her dad was pissed about that. There were like a lot of Marxist dads mad at their like. Shitty neoliberal kids. Yeah, during, Pete Buttigieg's really, dad. Really, just two of them. Oh, he was the Gramsci guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Pretty good stuff. That was fun. But Miles, I'm excited we, to vote next year. I, I'm, I'm voting now. I'm voting early. Um, we're <laughs> bringing you back because box. we're talking Tim Ballard today. And if people remember the first time we had you on, it was so we could talk about the Sound of Freedom, an award-winning film, a record-setting film, probably. I don't know what. I'm sure it set some kind of records, but. Um, this, the, the, the song of the summer sound of freedom. We all saw it. We all loved it. We reviewed it and I had way more fun reviewing it with you guys than I did watching that movie. That movie is extraordinarily boring, but the fallout from Tim Ballard since that movie has been released has been anything but boring and miles exonerated. I, I just have to say, first of all, because vindicated plays. I don't know if like the hate has died down on you, but as a result of your review, your review of that movie, uh, it was it, there was a lot of uh, fingers and angry eyes coming coming your way, and I feel like maybe that's died down a bit. Yeah, even before some of this stuff came out, it was it was getting quiet. Um, I would say it was like a 
pretty bad month of July and then maybe two, three more weeks of it tapering off slowly. There's always like, I, I kind of compare this to, um, you know, the soldiers on the uh, islands in the South Pacific who didn't know that World War II ended. <laughs> You're an Iwo, Iwo jima soldier? There's always, there's always one wacko who comes way too late. It's like you miss the dog pile completely and, they, and they're in your, their inbox. And, uh, you know, they really try to put on a show. But um, if you write, you know, nine paragraphs in the email, I, I already know from the from the subject line usually what it's going to be so, <laughs> so i don't read it i just don't read it i'm happy for you or sorry that happened but uh not reading all yeah. that a lot of that ended up i think being channeled towards uh vice news for a little while yeah. um specifically anna merlin not as much tim marchman i think he dodged a little I bit wonder, of that wonder why <laughs> They point. He's, I love he, he when he flies a little under out. the radar. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like both their names are on every byline, but it's like it's only the Wiccan prince priestess or whatever they called her that really got the uh, the brunt of it. But yeah, um, what we wanted to do today, we want to <laughs> we want to talk through the timeline of where we left <laughs> off. Like we, it, it's been it's been a little over a month, I think, since maybe over a month since we. Uh, since we talked about Tim Ballard last and went through the timeline up to that point. Um, and you'd be surprised by how much has happened since the last time we talked about, talked about this, because I think at that stage, did Jimmy Rex post that video around the time that we recorded Jordan? I can't remember if that was right before or right after. No, that wasn't until like mid August or so. Like that was like in the midst of like, actually, I can't remember even later than that. It was like in the midst it of was like September, September. I yeah. added that to the timeline. Yeah, that was about the time where the allegations and all that started coming out, because I think in like mid-September, that's when Vice really brought out to like, the, hey, there's a lot of uh, allegations here from from female volunteers from Operation Underground Railroad. Yes. And then that train just kind of the brakes went out and it just went totally off the tra- off the rails. Yeah. So, Miles, I can't remember when exactly your review was published. The movie came out famously on the 4th of July, and I think your review came out shortly after. Yeah, maybe like two days later. I think I saw it on the 5th and maybe published <laughs> on the 6th, and then by the 9th, getting death threats, yeah. That's <laughs> it's a good week. Um, yeah, so essentially, again, this was the height of publicity for Tim Ballard, for OUR, for Attorney Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes, which is a normal thing as well. Um, I, I, I don't think I noted this anywhere, but Sean Reyes has since changed his LinkedIn bio to no longer include <laughs> producer of the sound of freedom. So, um, there, the rats are running a little bit, but fake friends. Yeah. So the first thing that's the first sign that something was, uh, mm-hmm. something had gone awry was essentially that, uh, OUR was, was contacted for comment I, I, by vice news, um, asking if Tim Ballard was still there because they like there there were rumors circulating that he had no longer that he was no longer employed by the company that he founded this Operation Underground Railroad joint and um they that's when it first became publicly known when they received a response from OUR indicating that Tim Ballard was no longer there uh that was news to everyone there was never a statement made about his dismissal he was very quietly pushed out the door um Evidently, right before the movie came out, I think when they made that state, the statement to Vice, I think they said that the, like it, it had been about a month since he had departed. So at that point, um, 
he went through all of the uh, press stuff for Sound of Freedom, pretending like he was still, still <laughs> at OUR. Unbelievable scumbag. He, yeah, he, uh, well, it was an interesting time because like for like a movie like Sound of Freedom and for an organization like OUR, which is based around just like the person, the personality of like one human being. The fact that that one human being left that organization was was kind of big, especially because that was exactly the moment that OUR was selling their don't trust a pedophile t-shirts. <laughs> Never trust a pedophile. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's supposed, uh, supposed to be a moment of triumph, right? And they couldn't. The, the things were so tangled that they couldn't do it any other way, I don't think, right? Where it's yeah. like, clearly they had to <laughs> arrange it so, you know, OUR didn't want it known that he had left before this movie came out. They still want to reap all the good publicity from it. He still wants to reap all the good publicity. It, it, it's just kind <laughs> of like a, obviously no one says anything until after the fact, after it makes $100 million. Yeah. Because everyone has a shared interest in this movie popping off. So kudos to them. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I don't know, we talked about this a little bit through the summer. Uh, th that was just a weird July. Like, obviously, um, the whole gimmick around that movie was the whole pay it forward thing. At the end of the movie, you have Jim Caviezel literally like telling or was it was it Tim at the end or was it Jim? No, it was Caviezel. Okay. It was Jim. Yeah. Telling people like you have to buy tickets for other people to pay it forward. And a lot of people did. It sure seems. Um, I don't know if it was quite the whole at the level of um, like nursing homes buying conservative authors books and just, you know, getting them on the best uh, New York Times bestsellers list that way. But it was uh, quite a quite a situation they had going. And a lot of people were going to see this movie like uh, all all days of the week. It, it, it was busy. The Sound of Freedom. Um, there was a lot of weird stuff that came out, of course, about this like crowdfunded movie. Um, there were a couple of stories that came out about uh, <laughs> producers of this movie getting in trouble for different things. I think we talked about that at the time, but um, we Mainly, also talked about Paul Hutchinson, who played a key role in uh, OUR in general, but also the production of this movie. And we'll talk about him more in a little bit. Um, one of my favorite things I think went a little under the radar this summer uh, was was the 18th of August was when Tim announced uh, freedom.store on Instagram. Um, if you want to check out his supplements line, it's called freedom.store. That's just the, the URL. It's a very high, uh, very high pixelated image of Tim Ballard as the header here. And he's um, he's peddling supplements. And he's on those pills that make you look like <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just red, he's just getting redder and redder. That yeah. was the moment that you realized, huh? I don't think he got points on the movie, did he? This was, you could tell something was very wrong when someone, like, when, I mean, you're selling supplements, but not only are you selling supplements, you're selling white labeled supplements that are like just, you know, mass produced garbage that people are just sticking their own uh, branding on. Incredibly lazy branding, by the way. It's just not their best work. It's like freedom in like um, kind of uh, font that seems to be kind of wearing away and then in cursive by Tim Ballard. It's, it's the, really the amazing love, stuff. love uh, font underneath it it's perfect for yeah, yeah, he's, like he's getting he's getting both genders in the, <laughs> yeah. in the both <laughs> all the he's getting the two genders yeah, the two uh, genders the uh footlockers stencil uh freedom on there and then the cursive by tim ballard underneath. yeah it's it's amazing but the best thing about it is that um he he in his announcement of this where he's just filming a video in his kitchen just of all his like weird little supplements in front of him like pea, vegan pea protein 
Smith the Greens or whatever, he said that these supplements were were developed by an operator that he worked with in the field. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the best part is that like if you just Google white labeled supplements, I can't remember what the site is. Um, but we we talked about this a little bit at the time. Um, but this is just exactly oh, it's suppleful. Um, that's the one, but it's literally all the descriptions, everything is the exact same. It's just white labeled supplements. And this was, uh, this big launch that he had, um, they also I, sell coffee interestingly, but that's, that was one thing that really like made me laugh was a, the coffee thing because he's Mormon and B, he was also like one of like the big bullet points, like one of the selling points of these supplements is that they were a hundred percent vegan. And I remember when he was first hawking these, I was reading the comments and like there were so many people being like, this shit's vegan. Like, how can you be an alpha? This is for pussies. What are you fucking pea protein? What the fuck is that? That's awesome. I'm going back to the liver king. Fuck this. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But also just on top of that, too, like Tim Ballard is a what I would like to call a very normal looking human being. Where, like, <laughs> over the last five years, he just has looked more and more like a thumb you accidentally hit with a hammer. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> while also getting redder. Yeah, I don't really want to partake of anything he's also partaking of because yeah. I do not want to look like that. Yeah. Um, you know what's awesome too is that when you have an Instagram feed for your uh, account and feed for your um, your supplements company, and one of your posts is our first international order was shipped to Mexico, which was posted like uh, two months after you initially launched. Pretty good stuff. Um, definitely deserving of its own spot on the grid, also. But yeah. Uh, so the supplement comp- company, not a lot of traction there at the moment, sadly. I'm not sure if he's still doing it. I think he's got a little bit more um, important measure, uh, important things on his mind. But, you know, respect for, for grinding out there. Um, so things really started taking off at around 13th of September because this is when around the time Mitt Romney announced that he wasn't going to be running for Senate again. He we had the McKay Coppins article come out in the Atlantic, basically talking about how Mitt Romney pays like ten thousand dollars a day for his private security and like how he hates his life and hates Washington and Christian cinema has gone. So like what's there to live for anymore? So he's retiring from the Senate <laughs> and this created a lot of speculation about who is going to be the person to fill this seat. This speculation was immediately kicked into high gear by. Uh, Utah Attorney General and best friend of Sean Reyes and producer of The Sound of Freedom, uh, or excuse me, of Tim Ballard, Sean Reyes. And this is his statement on the matter. He said, I wish Senator Romney and his family the best in retirement. Over the last several years, I've been asked by many in Utah, D.C., and across the country to run for this seat, to run for his seat, whether or not he was running for reelection. I believe I'm well positioned to run. Uh, and to run and win that seat and could serve well as senator. But after a long time consulting with my family, praying and looking at where I can make the most difference and serve most effectively, I've decided it is not in D.C., but here at home. I'm announcing my run for re-election as AG in the great state of Utah. That opens up an opportunity for a dear friend of mine who is a great conservative patriot and warrior. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> to, to run and serve for the next senator from Utah. This person will be making an announcement in the days to come, and I will be standing alongside this servant leader on a journey to the United States Senate. Did we ever get that announcement? Uh, no, we did no. not get that annu- announcement because the matrix uh, uh, took care of that. Yeah. Um, 
the timing here is interesting because uh, unbeknownst to everyone else, um, Vice had submitted a request to the LDS church um, asking them some questions about Tim Ballard and his relationship with M. Russell Ballard, um, a very high, high profile member of the uh, Mormon church. He's the president of the 12 apostles. No relation. Yeah, they're <laughs> extremely not related. Um, but Tim Ballard would like for you to believe that they are in some cases. Um, this relationship is pretty well documented. Uh, Lynn Packer has had has been reporting on this for a long time. But basically, T Tim Ballard has very, uh, very been been very openly using the name of M. Russell Ballard as a way to give himself well publicly um, more eyes on his on, on his the product that he's been selling and some institutional buy in, uh, which I think was definitely working because the church was, was selling Tim Ballard's books. Tim Ballard was giving fireside talks at different like church meetings. It's not like this, the church will, the church statement really tries to create some distance between themselves and Tim Ballard. But like that did not seem to be the case for quite some time. Am I right? Jordan? No, there, there, there seemed like there was a very like a uh, symbiotic relationship that was going along for a long time. And it seems like once it kind of felt like Ballard was going to become on, 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 be on the national stage a lot more with both like a political run and also a movie that grows over a hundred million dollars and everything like that was a time for be like, Hey, we got some stuff and we probably need to act on it now before it gets really bad. Yeah. Okay. Miles, I have to know like what at this, at the, I don't know if you've learned more since then you and the Mormon church, how much, how much have you known about it? <laughs> um, my big like overview was reading that um uh reading that old John Krakauer book Under the Banner of Heaven. I probably read go. that when there I was go. in like my early twenties or something. Um uh that that was certainly eye opening. Um and then yeah, you know, I haven't I've had only kind of tangential um interactions with this. It's usually through stuff I cover. So like recently, apart from Sound of Freedom it was um, about the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell case, oh, yeah. um, which is another really kind of frightening um, sort of, you know, it's funny. I, I, I think I wrote in some piece that, um, and a lot of this is like, um, you know, I, I've read uh, Leah Satilli's book. She's a fantastic reporter. She wrote um, When the Mood Turns to Blood, which is all about this case. Um, and... Yeah, I, I think I said something in a piece where where I was like, you know, they have these fringe beliefs. They think they can contact the dead and see beyond the veil and all this stuff. And I did have an email from a reader who was like, you have to understand that's not even fringe. That's yeah, that's like a lot of extreme. Yeah. There's a lot of people who who are into this, into that kind of beliefs. And, you know, they're not all out there, you know, murdering um, spouses and children to uh, fulfill some kind yeah. of weird prophecy. But um yeah, so I'm I, I, I am still surprised um, here and there about what is normalized and um, and yeah and like what 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 is considered a sort of like even mainstream belief like it's hard to it's hard to get a handle on as an outsider quite honestly it's honestly hard to get a handle of what the mainstream beliefs are inside the church even like around here kind of because uh, well it's it's been a week. <laughs> 
another thing that's popularized Mormon culture a bit more is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which we've yet to do like a extensive episode on. I refuse. Mo- well, I'm going to do that because I love that show. It rocks. <laughs> um, you, yeah, my uh, my wife can stand in for me on that. Cool. Episode. Yeah, Lindsay and I. Lindsay, will Lindsay a- would love would love to. <laughs> It's gonna be great. I you love that I'm show. Into. I let, let's do it. Okay, you guys go. I, yeah. I'll take the I'll take the night off. That's that's fine. And um, so there's that, and it's been, and then the under the banner of heaven, there was the uh, Hulu series with Andrew Garfield, who played a pretty good Mormon, I gotta say. Um, that was another great thing. And then of course, Lori and Chad Daybell was another obviously big story. And then now Tim Ballard. So it's been it's been a banner a couple of years uh, for the Mormon Church in. Um, in the public eye. And I think that uh, they got even more publicity this fall, more than they were expecting. So Vice had submitted a request, a, a request for comment from the church about this relationship with Tim Ballard and asking if there was any sort of um, any sort of like actual church endorsed relationship here. Um, and I think not coincidentally on the church's side of things, uh, they decided to respond to this comment after like, you know, a couple of weeks of not responding. I, I think they might have said like, we're, you know, we'll send a response shortly. Um, they sent it like right after this Mitt Romney thing. And so Vice published the response uh, right as all of this kind of was happening, where Mitt Romney's announcing he's not running, where Tim Ballard is going to be like the guy who's going to be announcing in a few days that he's going to be running for this seat. And... Uh, the church is like, nope. So they essentially rebuked Tim Ballard for what they described as morally unacceptable behaviors, um, including, well, it may or may may or may not be including based on their statement, um, the relationship that Tim Ballard seemed to be invoking with M. Russell Ballard uh, in order to further his business and personal uh, interests. Um, I think we can kind of skip to the current time and say that the accusations and what seems to be uh, pretty well agreed upon by the people in the know, including Tim Ballard's friends who he worked with, is that Tim Ballard was not only using M. Russell Ballard's name to uh, like sell books or whatever, but was also uh, telling women that M. Russell Ballard ex- like explicitly signed off on Tim being able to sleep with these uh, other women who were going on these missions. Um yeah, we'll get we'll get into that a bit more, but that's uh, essentially the the subtext with this church statement rebuking Tim Ballard. And there was this kicked off probably the most annoying couple weeks of just like a uh, friend of the pod Quaku and his weird show basically just trying to uh, like bend themselves over backwards trying to defend Tim Ballard against the church. Um, Glenn, I, I guess we'll talk about the Glenn Beck thread here in a sec. Well, I'll, I'll go to that point. So I'm, I'm, the 17th of September, Glenn Beck had one of the weirdest Twitter tirades I've ever seen. <laughs> so where he good. was, he had all these threads and then he was, he ended up deleting all of them. And we talked about this at the time when, when he did this, because this kind of was illustrating this like faction that seems to be create being created or what the one they were trying to create where I don't know if it's like patriotized mormonism or whatever but glenn beck is sort of he's mormon but he's like mormon in like a different kind of way than a lot of utah mormons yeah he tries to make it more like a nationalistic version yeah. more even more so than actually mainstream mormonism which is yeah. if you can believe that 
like it felt like there was just like this development of like a subculture within the church. It pretty much said like uh, there's elements that's trying to purge us because they also belong to the global elite cabal that we need to crush. And then it just took a life of its own, too. And then there was some nice light doxing. There was a bunch yeah. of disagreements about who the actual church spokesman was. Mm-hmm. And then when every single mm-hmm. like media outlet in Utah was like, no, that's a real statement from a real LDS church. And the governor came out and said it. Yeah, this that kicked off the dumbest <laughs> series of events where it ended with Gav- Spencer Cox contacting the church directly and then publicly saying, like, I personally verified that this was an official, like authentic statement from the church because People got really confused about how this wasn't like, why didn't they publish like why wasn't this in their press room as if the church would just issue an actual like press release on their press room. That's about like, you know, we're building 50 new temples this year. Next press release. Oh, yeah. Tim Ballard's like a shit bag. Like they that's not going to show up in their press room. It was a response to Vice News. Uh, bless Tim and Anna's hearts for having to put up with this for like. I don't, I don't know. You guys probably saw the responses they were getting or like what they were responding to or having to respond to. But it was just the just supreme lack of any sort of like media literacy. There. So There's much deep faking comments from the church elders. Yes. Yeah, it, so it's, much like, anti-Semitism. Just, yeah. just so much anti-Semitism. Yeah. Yeah, Which anything, is funny because, I mean, like a recurring theme that we've talked about a lot on this on this show that we're, we're all – adopt is that mormons are basically weebs for jews oh, they lo- yeah, they they're also jews. incredibly anti-semitic yeah it's pretty bizarre jordan yeah, sorry continue so like on top of that too like anything that these people would have heard that's not like directly like someone from the pulpit just screaming i rebuke thee would have been rejected and even then they still probably like well you probably think that is you see lights and everything you can do that so it was really an interesting uh, exercise in futility by trying to get people like, listen, the church said this. He's in trouble because apparently he's doing stupid things. I don't know what else to say to you. You yeah. know, like when the Deseret News, which is owned directly by the LDS church and is like across the hall from like the church's like main PR system. Even they had to say it. And, and then that still didn't sell anything. No. So well, you guys not. remember like. Uh, during the the height of covid when when the the mormon president russell nelson came out and was like get your vaccines and it caused a like huge fissure in the LDS yeah. church. And it feels like this is just like the latest iteration of that same thing. It's like, oh, the, the LDS church has gone woke or like, oh, there's a there is some sort of insidious cabal working yeah. its way inside Glenn the Beck church. Essentially said as much like he said, they've been it's like he didn't say like what it was, but he said it. I think he said he might have said just ambiguous politics has infected yeah. our churches, our schools, our families <laughs> and all this stuff. Um, that was part of his thread. And this thread started by saying that my, things might. Oh, this may have been a separate one, actually, because he had multiple things. My church never used to do effectively excommunicate church members without giving them adequate notice or an opportunity to respond to accusations, which um, no, like there's no way that's even true also, because now we've later learned that. Uh, well. Do you yeah, Tim's in small water with the church, huh? You know what this speaks to? It speaks to like how American Protestantism is essentially like there is no real structure to it. So yeah. essentially, whatever you believe just becomes Protestantism itself too, which is why evangelicalism has been able to pretty much been swallowed whole by uh, right wing ideology. But it's also shows it's possible to happen within like a rigid hierarchy like the church because. 
above all, what you believe is more important than whatever the church says at a certain point. Yeah. yeah so, I, I, well, we'll get back to Glenn here shortly. Um, this kind of kicked off a, a couple of days of Tim Ballard essentially having to issue statements. I should also mention like every single day or every other day, Vice was dropping like more articles that like we're talking about. <laughs> oh, more it wasn't and just more Vice things. too. This was the same time period that Fox 13 like dropped well, like my favorite video of all time, yeah. which I would like to call a uh, family court parking lot tirade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Miles, did you see the video of him in like Boston outside of like a statue or yes, something? Yes. Uh, it's um, so good. Looking, looking kind of sweaty. Just, uh, yeah, I, uh, in front of a crowd of four or something. Very, very big, like Rudy Giuliani in Philadelphia energy. It was, uh, it was rough. It, he, it, was, it was a great optic because you have a guy that's dressed like a minute man for some reason. <laughs> you have a hype man behind Tim Ballard. Like I did these things right. And he's like, you certainly did Tim. He's like, I don't, he said explicitly, like, I don't believe this was the church that did this, that made this statement. Like there's something evil going on here he he loves he lo this man loves talking about evil um and and you know it's it's it was a great kind of um continuation of his long-standing larping uh yeah. to just act like he was doing the american revolution as he <laughs> made that statement yeah i think he compared himself to lincoln in that yes that was a separate video actually that was there a was, separate video there was another video where he filmed it outside of abraham lincoln's illinois home where oh, he just went right. like Abraham Lincoln was persecuted for freeing the slaves. I am also persecuted for trying to free the slaves. And it's like, I don't think this is equivalent at all. Yeah. So, oh, you know, what's funny is, okay. So kind of at the same time um, earlier when, when he found out that Tim had left OUR, he was at this new anti-trafficking organization called the Spear Fund. I should also mention... Glenn I keep was thinking the, it's called Broken Arrow. It's, it's <laughs> that's a much better name. Hell yes, <laughs> it should be. Um, he also was no longer the CEO of Glenn Beck's uh, whatever that slush Nazarene fund thing fund. called the Nazarene Fund. Yeah, which I guess the objective of that was to save Arab Christians yeah, from it, Afghanistan. Is it that was the essentially goal thing? to do. It was essentially to do Rambo two in Afghanistan. Perfect. Like that. That's it. <laughs> That's good. So he yeah, OUR was taken. Uh, <laughs> the Nazarene Fund was Rambo. And I think the spear is Broken Arrow. He's he's going after loose nukes. <laughs> I, they need to update the picture on this. I'm sending you guys a link to the who's about at Spear Fund. So they've actually updated this recently and, and actually created an about page for who actually works at Spear. Um, Tim Ballard is now listed as a, C, a senior advisor for rescue operations. Yeah, he got like demoted essentially. Yeah, he was this like CEO of this when this first launched, but they hired a CEO, Todd Tooler, and Ken Krogh is the president. They need to great, get some great names all around. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trevor Fenton and Cody Duvall is media. And Cody Duvall's picture on Spear team members appears to be like a Someone with their head image. in their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Generated image of like what they dis of what they depict like child trafficking victims as. It's yeah pretty bizarre um one thing that i love about the spear fund is that if you go to the press room on like the header of this website they have three press releases two of them are specifically about tim ballard like fighting against the allegations <laughs> of him and actually the third one is too but we'll, we'll get to that one later because it's pretty fun um 
So on the 18th of September, uh, Tim Ballard issues a statement through the Spear Fund affirming commitment to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, This is a pretty good one. But this is really talking about where he says evil pedophiles will stop at nothing and they have allies in government in the media in big corporations and even in public institutions they continue to lie what does he mean by whatever they continue to lie about and attempt to destroy my good name and they will never stop i want everyone to know that i and our vast army of supporters will likewise never stop we will keep fighting for the vulnerable all over the globe we know that truth will prevail he talks about how he's a good member in good standing uh, in the church, he believes in the in the in Jesus Christ, the scriptures, etc. Um, he says it has been alleged that an unnamed LDS church spokesperson, <laughs> I love the qualifiers there, uh, issued a statement about me through a tabloid that is often hostile to people of faith. Further, my ch- my church has pu- not publicly verified its authenticity. We are also highly suspicious about the timing of such a statement, given its close proximity to Mitt Romney's announcement that he is retiring and my own public comments that I'm prayerfully considering running for public office. The church does not engage in political activity. That's funny. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. I, the timing is, is kind of suspicious in that the church clearly wanted to not be associated with you and was like, no, this guy should not be senator. Um, it's going to make us look bad. Yeah, and so, probably has some great options to back instead of him. <laughs> sure. And, and also, just to go back, the whole like tabloid that's uh, they that's, love uh, saying this. Yeah, the tabloid that's hostile to um, people of faith. Shane Smith and Gavin McGinnis did did their organization no favors by picking that name. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Anna addressed that <laughs> multiple times. Um, but the best part about this is like these statements were issued, and then as soon as these statements were issued. More articles from Vice would be published. This also broke the dam on local news as well because they they finally got like full reign to just go full report on all of this stuff. So then uh, specifics of of the um, allegations came out, I think, later that day. So then the Spear Fund and Tim Ballard had to release another statement literally the next day that said Tim Ballard issued a statement debunking baseless sexual allegations. <laughs> Uh, which is just perfect. So um, going great. He continues as with the assaults on my all the assaults on my character and integrity over many years. The latest tabloid driven sexual allegations are false. They are baseless inventions designed to destroy me and the movement we have built to end the trafficking and exploitation of vulnerable children. You're doing great, Tim. During my time at OUR, I designed strict guidelines for myself and our operators in the field. Sexual contact was prohibited and I led by example. Given our meticulous attention to this issue, any suggestion of inappropriate sexual contact is categorically false. So this was in response to it coming out that he was essentially uh, tricking women into taking showers with him or sleeping with him so they could pretend that they were married so they could fool the cup, uh, the drug dealers. So or the excuse me, the human traffickers or whatever who are often drug dealers that they were trying to convince to sell them children from what it sounds like. Uh, pretty, pretty good yeah, stuff. Drug dealers and are just easier to find. That's we, we learned more about that actually uh, through Jimmy Rex. He's coming up next. And then the next day, Angel Studios, the studio behind Sound of Freedom, had they issued their own statement. This one's really good, too. Uh, I love the way that they qualify this one. This one is very vague, isn't it? I think it's I read super vague. It's one line. It says regarding ongoing allegations we have seen about people connected to Sound of Freedom, we have chosen not to rush to judgment, but rather wait for the facts and truth to come to light. 
We're going to wring out just a little more cash out of this thing before we just fully decide to pick a side I love that. that. I mean, that could be the director. That could be Kavitzel. That <laughs> People could be connected Ballard. to the Sound of Freedom. <laughs> that could be any of the 7,000 individual crowdfund yeah. donors. Yeah. And I uh, also love that the uh, title of this press release was called Angel Studios Statement on Media-Based Allegations. I love that they say like media, like... These Beautiful. allegations are purely through the media. None of this sort of like real people actually alleging anything. It's just media based. I've, um, I've recently tried to get uh, some comments out of them for some ongoing reporting that I, I won't reveal too much about. But um, man, they, do they not respond to anything? <laughs> it's like and three I, brothers. Like that's the thing that I don't understand. Well, there's like, like a million of the brothers, by the way. Like <laughs> there's um, well, I mean, they're two, from Provo. It makes sense. I was going to say, yeah, that's that's extremely Utah. Two of the brothers are. I think mainly responsible for a lot of this, but then if you, the more you like research it, you're, you just keep finding another brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a and Russian I, nesting I, doll. <laughs> I got to the point of wondering if uh, they have any sisters. I have. I don't think I've discovered any sisters yet. It just seems to be. Uh, it's it's brothers all the way down. It's brothers all the way down, and they all have uh, names that start with the same letter. No, actually. Oh, really? Different. Nice. No. Oh, that's respect. Uh, that is a little departure from most Utah families. That works. Yeah, the big the big three I think are Neil, Jeffrey, and um, uh, Daniel. No. Oh, okay. So Miles, they're, have they're you looked at days. their apparently public notion documents? You mean like they're they're just their financial filings, or? Well, no, they have. I think I just I just accidentally stumbled upon. Something oh, goofy. Yeah, definitely let me know. They have, well, it, it's like on their website, but it's like when I went to a, our mission and it's like clearly some, they have like an internal notion instance. Oh, yeah. and they, they want to amplify light. I know about that. Yeah. This whole thing is, <laughs> really this, is goofy. this is their, this is their like, we're the solution to Hollywood um, kind of thing. Yeah. Because this is the outgrowth of like their original bankrupted idea of VidAngel where they were yeah. just stealing IP and taking out the, nudity and swearing and drug content mm. so that you could watch you know like an r-rated movie with your kids which i don't even know why that's necessary but um <laughs> yeah but they yeah they just got sued into oblivion for that but this is clearly like the carryover from from that concept where they are the kind of antidote to filthy hollywood yeah amplifying light amplifying amplifying movies where uh multiple children are sexually abused yeah that's there's some light. Hey, they there also for got sure. that movie with like Rudy that's coming out. That's I forgot what that was that about. Was like, <laughs> I'm oh, really it's, excited it's for the time travel one. That's right. Oh, is uh, the shift? Is that what? Is yes. that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. That their sci-fi movie. I'm very interested to see uh, how that works out because you know that's got to elevate to like a religious angle at some point. Uh, absolutely. It's they have two angles they go for in other products. It's either something religious or libertarianism and e either one I probably would avoid, but yeah. Um okay, so on the 24th of, of September, Jimmy Rex, who is a former employee and operator in big old quotes for OUR, he spoke out on his podcast uh, about like what was happening. He essentially confirmed all of the rumors and all of the allegations against him. Um, and he actually said at this point that what was the, the truth was actually much worse than what had been alleged. Um, at this stage, the only thing that had been like 
published in uh, actual journalistic publications other than just like, you know, rumors on Twitter um, were essentially the pretending to be a wife thing. Um, he said this actually uh, was only part of the story. There were full full blown affairs, marriages dissolved over this whole thing. Um, I think now that now we know a lot more than we did then, it's clear that there was actually a lot more uh, what could be uh, pretty clearly defined as sexual trafficking taking place on behalf of uh, or what OUR and Tim were doing by taking these female operators into foreign countries and then Tim sleeping with them. So um, that's horseshoe and- theory in action. It's <laughs> <laughs> praxis, baby. Um yeah, so he also uh, he talked about the missions quite a bit in this video, including the ones that he had gone on. It was a pretty interesting video because he was trying to say that he was like proud of the work that they had done, but also while saying he felt like everything they were doing, they were doing the wrong way. He, he described one thing where they were like talking to, to to drug dealers in Mexico, like basically begging them to get them children. And then one guy went and got his sister. And then Jimmy uh, describes this scene where he told this guy who got his sister to fuck off that you're not a real trafficker. Like we don't actually. So it's very unclear. Like Jimmy describes these scenes where they he felt guilt in the moment about what they were doing. And uh, I guess in a way, created demand for a a trafficking victim and then saved the trafficking victim from himself at the last second. Um, pretty, pretty good stuff there from Jimmy Rex. Yeah. It's always good when you have to have like the statements like, yeah, we kind of sort of entrap some people. Uh, yeah, we're we're definitely the good guys in all this. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre. Like he, his whole thing was like, yeah, basically we were creating demand for trafficking. He, he, he tried to say a few negative things about vice. He was actually an early subject of a, a vice reporting in one article where they described him as, a real estate guy who that was being dragged on all these like adventures or whatever. Jimmy took issue with being described as a real estate guy. He's much more than that. He's a Utah personality. He's a leader of young boys on these weird outdoor missions where he teaches them how to love themselves. He's you only five have to pay three. like $20,000 a year to get access to a <laughs> WhatsApp group with him in it. He's much more than just a real estate guy. And I He's wish he would stop. But also that Vice article talked about how like Tim Ballard had pretty much cast him aside for bigger players because yeah. he just thought he didn't have the juice anymore. Yeah, Jimmy talks about that. He talks about his falling out with Tim. And basically, he learned that Tim was talking shit about him behind his back. Um, Jimmy went went the way of Paul Hutchinson, which uh, he he talked about the famous whiteboard meeting. And um, Lynn Packer first published the unredacted whiteboard, which this was essentially Tim Ballard's whole scheme to use all of his weird little companies and uh, the Spear Fund, OUR, and everything else to funnel up to just Tim as the person. He had on there written M. Russell Ballard. He was talking about the sizzle reels where they would film the the videos of them jumping out of helicopters or whatever um, and using like fake guns to arrest people or whatever. Um, but anyway, apparently that meeting took place with Paul Hutchinson. Um, and I think Jimmy Rex, I can't remember if he said he was at the meeting or not, but that was essentially what broke the relationship between Paul Hutchinson who later comes into the story because he himself uh, groped a sexual trafficking victim on one of these missions who I think he believed to be underage, who later turned out to be not underage. It's very confusing, Um, but he doesn't dispute that claim either. So there's some uh, tale on that still to, to, 
be figured out. But there's so many interesting characters, all this too, and all yeah, that, that, that whiteboard too. I mean, you could make a pretty good case that that's all just about you know laundering the donations from nonprofits into for-profit ventures so you can get money to. Yeah, it was pretty much explicitly written that like he had this all of these nonprofits funneling up to this for-profit entity that was going to be how he was making all this money. Um, Paul hated this. He That's when they split apart. And I think Paul got Jimmy in the divorce from what it sounded like. And they started to do his own weird thing, which was kind of just like partying with NBA players until he went into hiding. Yeah, um, the, the Lynn Packer reporting on the uh, incident with the trafficking victim happened. And like Paul Hutchinson disappeared for like two years. And now he's back on Instagram as some sort of like holistic healer type guy that's awesome miles you're you're missing out by living in la think of all the fun you could have here by <laughs> hanging out with all these guys you gotta say the conspiracy the conspirituality uh pivot oh, there we is go. really smart that's spiritual that's where we're all going he's just the head of the curve um jimmy explicitly said he's like hey glenn beck is going to be speaking out about this soon which at this point the only thing we had heard from glenn beck about any of this was his insane tweet uh threads so um Jimmy is calling a shot on this one. Uh, he also said that Tony Robbins would be speaking out later at some point. I don't know if that's happened yet, but he also included a little tidbit that Paul Hutchinson was actually excommunicated by the uh, Mormon church, which I don't think was known or report on publicly up until this point. Cause I thought, Paul, I thought Paul was still Mormon, but um, anyway, so that leads us to the 27th of, of September. And Jimmy also said, Hey, all of this is going to be coming out. So like, Stop pretending like this stuff isn't fit, isn't isn't true because uh, it's just going to keep the spigots on. And so on the 27th of September, that's when the lawsuit was first announced. Um, and this was timed really in a really funny way, because uh, the next day, Tim went on Adam Carolla's show with his wife. And what can only <laughs> be described as like the most uncomfortable situation I've ever laid my eyes upon um it was it was fantastic viewing that's all i can say i um, despised this it was really uncomfortable because they showed this this picture that was rumored in some of the reporting before of how there was like this this picture that tim had sent to other female operators um of him in his underwear with all these fake tattoos um I, he, I, you know, I really wish so we didn't get a behind the scenes access to his only fans in this was way that like an instagram filter it's he so also weird. had a, a tattoo like on his stomach that said, I believe it said Joder. Yoder. Oh, was it Yoder? It literally means to fuck in Spanish. Oh, I thought it, it kind of looked like Joker, but with a D. <laughs> yeah. no, it, it's, that's uh, what I thought it was. I couldn't quite wrap my head around it. That makes a lot more sense, Joder. though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, <laughs> it's the perfect you know, dumb cop. I got these scars. <laughs> and it's, the tattoos look so bad. Like They, they do. Like... And it shows just like how Tim Ballard just has dumb cop brain because at his core, he is a dumb cop. Like his whole <laughs> idea is like, I'm going to infiltrate these dangerous uh, traffickers by uh, having these fun tattoos. You know what will really make me seem dangerous? Uh, a little tattoo that says to fuck four inches above my cock. I bet that'll get him. <laughs> well, he didn't even like point out the fact that it's like, you know, an ER word in Spanish. He's like... Yeah, that 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 tattoo above. He's like, that means the F word. And his wife is like, oh, Timmy, like she's so disappointed <laughs> and like so mortified at like the fact that he would have a tattoo, a fake tattoo of the of of the verb of the F word in Spanish. She's like, this guy's crazy. That's that that's the F word in Spanish. 
Ugh. Up above your groin yeah. there. Timmy. Oh, sorry. He always I, he always washes it off before he comes home. I do. I, knows, I, I don't I like this side. Of, I don't like this. No, no, side no I don't let it. her. I feel bad she's saying this because I, yeah. I I take time to. <laughs> sorry. But but that, they a bad guy sees something like that and yes. boom. This, yeah, yeah. They, I, I've, I've, I've made a million miles right there with them. Well, uh, she, she was hostile to the F word. Not, not fuck. Dude, she the was like legitimately. The concept of the F word. Yeah, she, so not, she the, called him The Timmy, fucking is fine, but the F word is. You yeah. can't call it that. That's the, that's the problem. Miles, did you see that video? You probably saw that, the Adam Crowe clip. No, I, I completely missed this. I'm we sorry We got to get your say. eyes on this one. I, I don't know. I wish, I wish Adam Carolla had gotten him on there, gotten the couple on there, and then started taking like love line phone questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this couple. If you want to just look at the chemistry that that Tim and uh, is it Catherine? Is that her name? Yeah, it is. Um, they have. You should just scroll through their Instagram. They've they've great photos of them kissing. I um, <laughs> when when Tim started to know. It's pretty clear. I think I think Jimmy actually mentioned this in his video, but he's like, you can go look at his Instagram when you see like a distinct shift in the stuff he, st- he start he ch- started posting. Like when he, he knew that there was, you know, pe- the stuff of this was like you know sizzling a little bit. Uh, he started to post a lot more family stuff <laughs> where he was like, it's no longer just me saving these kids by myself uh, with with me front and center and all these kids like on the peripheries of this image. It's like me and my wife now. Um, it's great stuff. It's really good. Here's me and my children. Here's me and my grown son that I have gone to strip clubs with. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just which good. is almost akin to the uh, like yeah the church elder gave me permission to fuck other women. Um, yeah, it's yeah. kind of implying that like the wife so is cool with it too. Like yeah, you know she's she's still here. So we have an arrangement. It's okay. Yeah, they talk about in uh, on the Adam Carolla show, they talk about the couple's ruse. Like that was this whole thing. He's like, oh, we have a name for this. That's this thing I'm accused of. Don't even worry about it. I've got a name for it. It's an internal document. Like it's fine. It's called the couple's ruse. Basically, we have to trick these. He describes them as bad guys. He's, it's like very it's patronizing. But he, he's like, we have to trick these bad guys. They're like, he's like, oh. I show up with my wife and oh man, she won't let me like, uh, I like I really want a kid, but like. She can't know about it, even though she's with me on this thing. Like, so, oh, yeah, just like give me a kid later. Like, that's that's what they said. This whole thing is like the wife is down to go on this whole mission. But right at, up until the point of meeting with these these traffickers, she can't know about like what's about to take place. Um, she's fine with it. She just doesn't want to see like, you know, where, how the sausage gets made, so to speak. Um, so the tw- on the 28th of September, or the same day, actually, I think it was, it was later that night. John Delin, who's the host of the Mormon Stories podcast, he's he's had Anna and Tim on a couple times, um, and he started to share information on Twitter that was essentially just like, yeah, Tim Ballard was excommunicated by the church. He said he had heard about this from some people that are still. John Delin's interesting. He like kind of calls himself Mormon still. John Delin was excommunicated for uh, being very critical of the church very publicly. Um, but he kind of he obviously still has a lot of Mormon friends or whatever. Someone in the church uh, shared with him that Tim was was excommunicated. And shortly after, he shared images from the, the church has these different applications like phone apps. Uh, one of them is tools for leadership members of the church. And when you have access to this app, you can see membership records. And somebody who has access to this app who is in like friends with John Delin pulled up the Ballard family on the app 
and could see that the wife was now listed as the head of household. Tim was no longer listed as the family as in the family on the app, indicating that he had been his records had been removed. So um, this made a lot of the Desnat people. Oh, yeah. Miles, we have all these like uh, crazy right wing Mormon people called uh, Deseret Nationalists. Um, they're like a whole like legion on Twitter. They're like <laughs> Mormon Nazis, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like pretty much. Um, they were really, really upset with this, like saying that the person who shared this with John Dillon should be excommunicated too. Um, they were like, "We need more evidence on the Tim Ballard thing," but this guy should be excommunicated. Whoever <laughs> shared this with John Dillon, um, they were very. So I guess, very I guess they're not really that in the loop in the no. higher circles so. now. Yeah. So if anyone you know separates from the church like it's these types of people who, who do that they're uh, very fundamentalist e some are also uh men's fashion bloggers wearing like the worst clothes you've oh. ever seen okay. um it's it's pretty bizarre i was really interested when i was uh, around when this happened i think i was trying to or you know long long ago actually when i was writing about tim ballard because you know there were rumors i think maybe months ago that he was no longer in the church yeah. um but couldn't substantiate any of that but that the church doesn't even call it excommunication they anymore don't. it's like uh membership withdrawn which yep. i love as just like a really bitchy passive aggressive like it makes it sound much more like a country club <laughs> it really does i i love that withdrawn yeah, membership yeah. withdrawn love that it, it sounds like you caused a ruckus at like a costco food court or something like that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they they don't actually use the terms officially in church practices. They don't say excommunicated or disfellowshipped was which was the other one. Um, the reason they do that is because they don't when they excommunicate people. Supposedly, I think the idea is that they don't want people to like they want they want that to kick off a new pathway for that person to like repent and get back into the church the right way i guess Got it. and you have to get rebaptized. that's the whole thing so if it's like excommunicated they feel like that's too harsh and that they they don't want to end communication with people it's also essentially too, they're doing it's also the too badass thing. sounding it it excommunic excommunicado like it's uh it it sounds way too good i, I yeah it sounds like you're I'll an continue. operator who's been <laughs> yeah, it's, you've been kicked out of seal team burned <laughs> tim ballard operator yeah yeah so um, that's, that, that wasn't great. And then, uh, beginning of October, Glenn Beck, um, it started to come out that the blaze was actually doing, and then they published their own stories on this, that they were actually doing their own reporting and reaching out to these women themselves to talk about, to talk to them about like their experiences with Tim Ballard, like what he did to them and all of that. Uh, interesting that the blaze was doing that. Um, Glenn Beck went on his show and apparently was claiming that he was going to have one of the victims on the show. I think they like backed out. I'm not, I can't remember what exactly happened there, but he went on a long thing. That's like, there are two sides of the story. And I, I believe one of the sides and like Tim Ballard has made, I believe Tim Ballard has made a lot of mistakes. He's very misguided and was going on. It was pretty stern words from, from Glenn about Tim. Um, he claims he was completely duped by Tim Ballard, which, uh, sure. Okay. Common theme. Yeah, the dupe seems to kick in once you realize, uh, 
you know, people are on to the whole thing. It's like, oh, I was duped. Or, or the fact that you're to have some sort of like fiduciary role in some of these organizations that may Once, or may not have played a role in some of these the, the victimizations. Just, yeah, people are starting to ask questions about where like the tens of millions of dollars went to save these like Christians in Afghanistan and like where all those people are. I'm yep, just that, waiting until we get another Glenn Beck photo shoot with uh, what's her name, Rachel. Rachel. It B. was Samantha B. Oh, Samantha that was Samantha B. B. That's who it was. Just saying, he was uh, sorry for all that. Your organization may have led to a bunch of women being sexually abused by uh, a guy who was on ketamine and thought you could talk to ancient beings. Oh yeah, we're sorry about like, that. It's you like the B, the BP South Park episode where he's just like. Oh, we're sorry about that. But yeah. I mean, so <laughs> it was the perfect time for Glenn Beck to do like Khrushchev's secret speech against Stalin. So it's like, <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. You know what? Th- th- that was all wrong. And we need to fix things right now. This, uh, so the lawsuit was officially filed on the 10th of October. Um, uh, five women sued Tim Ballard, OUR, the Spear Fund. And here's some excerpts from, from that. Um, I, I should mention that we we've talked about this psychic previously who would talk to the dead prophet Nephi um, and <laughs> to help guide them on their missions. And it turned out that was like the only guide on their missions was this this woman named Janet. Uh, she was talking to Nephi and telling uh, Pete kids parents where their kid was, I guess, according the, to the documents the raw from, intel mystic yeah, military precision. So, but it turns out that Tim Ballard would get ketamine treatments and have a scribe come in with him while he would talk to the dead prophet Nephi and issue prophecies about, <laughs> about these were from Nephi, about Tim Ballard's greatness. And uh, as the future president, or excuse me, United States Senator and President of the United States and ultimately the Mormon prophet. And Tim himself would be ushering in the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> just, just all that? Just one man? My... My partner does ketamine and she's on a very different kind of ketamine when she is. Uh, yeah, I don't know she's if Tim needs to do more or less. Yeah. I mean, I mean, are we really going to condemn someone for getting high and riffing? It's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of our thing, right? That's so true, man. We, we <laughs> it just sounds like he needed, it just sounds like he needed to be supervised so, for this. Session. <laughs> I know. So listen to me guys, this came to me while I was on the influence of some drugs. Uh, I'm going to be a Senator. I'm going to be president. I'm also going to bring Jesus Christ back to this earth. Yeah. Sound good. Sounds like Joseph Smith, dude. <laughs> dude, Carly's therapeutic ketamine sessions are like, Oh, I had this really good experience thinking about like my grandmother who passed like 10 years ago. And then Tim Ballard's like, I'm going to be the president, the prophet and Jesus Christ <laughs> is coming down specifically for me. It's perfect. I think she needs to be on some different brands. Um, Tim Ballard would also encourage women I need to, to know who Tim's dealer is. Yeah, actually, really, I, <laughs> the, I gotta get connected. The plug. Yeah, exactly. Tim, my DMs are it, wide open, dude. It, it's funny because in the lawsuit they talk about this as like veteran treatment, and like yeah. I, I never understood that until I started looking into it a little bit more too. Apparently, there's yeah. a bunch of clinics to like try and use ketamine to yeah. treat PTSD for a lot of veterans. Ketamine That's, and shrooms, actually. Yes. Rick Perry. Remember Rick Perry? The, mm-hmm. uh, Texas Rick Perry? He was in Utah the other day trying to get our legislature to pass a bill to decriminalize uh, mushrooms for PTSD. Uh, I, I, was, I was at a psychedelic conference that I covered in Denver earlier this year, and um, Rick Perry did speak there. And this is like the way this has become a part bipartisan issue is solely through veterans. It's yeah. very funny. It's it's kind of like 
a guy like Rick Perry is like, I met a troop who was having a hard time and nothing was working for him until we realized that we, if we give this guy mushrooms and ketamine under supervision, then like he's doing a lot better. Yeah. So now I want to do, so Perry, yeah, Perry has been on this for a while. A, yeah. a lot of, I talked to like, um, yeah, I talked to like a veteran, uh, who now has his own kind of like, uh, ketamine therapy practice and stuff. It, it's a huge deal. And I honestly think that that is why, all this stuff is going to get legalized totally is, is it's just through like troops. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. When I saw, I got like a no, local news notification that it said Rick Perry thought, like is in town talking about shrooms. I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, excuse me. Like all, none of that. I haven't heard the name Rick Perry in quite some time. And then turns out it's him and he's just running around trying to get shrooms. Uh, he's criminalize. on the circuit now. I think he, I think this is what he does now. It's crazy. Man, I, know. I think that's cool. Good for him. You know, um, it is kind of telling that like every sort of progressive policy that we'd want for a country has already been approved for the troops and like no one else. Yeah. <laughs> Healthcare, yeah, education, psychedelic drugs. We're they get them. Once again, SEAL Team 6 kicking down the door. <laughs> <laughs> the vanguard, truly. Oh, man. Okay. So Ballard would also encourage women uh, within the quote couples ruse to engage in... T- tantric yoga massages with escort with escorts Slow down, and lap dances uh this is an, an excerpt from the suit itself ballard engaged in a ploy where he would tell the women if they were offered alcohol which is forbidden by the mormon church that she should take that she should take the drink and then open mouth kiss him and spit the alcohol into his mouth and then he would spit it out when the traffickers were not looking dude uh, just doing when, the, when we just, just doing okay. the Kahlua he's got a snowball the fact, Why not? the fact that I, I i was somebody who never believed that soaking was a thing but now that i know people are doing like this kind of thing there's got like this has got to be a, like there's loopholes for all this shit there's got to be now now, now I'm, a, I'm a soaking believer um it, it, wrong i still don't understand dog. why he needs the wife to fool the traffickers there's no know. reason for this see you have a more logical brain than tim ballard because like i would imagine that like a guy bringing along his wife to buy children for sexual purposes would raise a few red flags that would otherwise not be there yeah and, and, and like, by the way hey babe in the middle of this can you spit in my mouth spit this <laughs> Was alcohol. Actually, that might that might be a point that's in the great. favor. I mean, otherwise, but yeah. One thing that's kind of like left unsaid here is like, do you guys think his wife buys into all this? Like, do you think she like I, the Adam Carolla podcast? Adam Carolla podcast made me kind of think that she might actually be like, I, I don't know, man. Tim found I, a right hard time with it. Yeah, it's it, it's you're of two minds of that one too. It's like, is it the innocent kind of housewife who's like gosh i don't know about any of that versus like is she just like a lady Macbeth type like i don't know like it could go either way and like yeah it's hard to tell like there's one thing for sure though she is definitely not like mira servino from the film yeah no that's (laughs) (laughs) two lines in the movie the lawsuit also alleges that Tim coerced women into going to strip clubs in Salt Lake City with him, supposedly to practice the couple's ruse where he would, quote, ingest alcohol and pills on OUR's dime with donor money. Ballard would, and this is oh, from the lawsuit again. Uh, and that's Ballard just getting insist, into character. Yeah, exactly. He would insist that the women stay silent about their alleged sexual encounters with him because if they told anyone, it would put everyone's lives at risk on the OPS mission. <laughs> It was necessary to save the traffic children and because he was blessed by President Ballard to be a few and 
to be a future president of the United States and then the prophet of the Mormon church. After the women were coerced into engaging in sexual activity with Ballard, he used their encounters to his advantage, sending texts to some of the women that would say something to the effect of, we will have so much S asterisk, asterisk, asterisk on each other. We will be deterred in, into silence on all things forever. That is the weirdest text you could possibly ever send. We will be deterred into silence on all things forever. Yeah, we're normalizing Jeff Bezos's texts with this. <laughs> it's yes, like, I are. love you alive, girl, now seems normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, Bezos' texts are a lot better than like, hey, listen, we have mutually assured destruction now. So if you talk about this at all, I will fucking end you. Like, yeah. Like, that's not great. But also, can we just talk about the fact that, like, he has to, like, swear people to secrecy about going to Southern Exposure because it might blow the op? It's it, it's incredible. Dude, I, I don't know. He's signing he's, an NDA to go to a titty bar is hilarious. He's got a very special brain. <laughs> you know what? He's winning me over. Maybe maybe there is something to all this. Um, so we got a, we got a tweet uh, from... Uh, Brian Schott. Uh, is he the Trib? Yeah, he's yeah. the Trib's uh, political editor. Yeah. Okay. The The lawsuit against Tim Ballard claims he missed a recent speaking engagement because he was drunk and missed the flight. Of note, Ballard's September 6th speech for the Utah Eagle Forum, also friends of the pod, was hastily rescheduled <laughs> to September 8th. So um, <laughs> that's hilarious that he was going to speak at the Eagle Forum and they had to cancel last minute because Tim Ballard was drunk at an airport. That. It was like a 4th of July event that they had to reschedule to like the 8th or something like that. It was was September. So I wonder, it was was for Constitution Scheduling a 4th of July event. That seems unconstitutional. It was was Constitution Day. It wasn't the 4th of July. No one cares about that anyway. That's not a real holiday. We also, Um, it was just so funny that he just like, and like that was a thing for the longest time too. Like, like knowing that he was more and all that too is like, this dude sounds like he has DTs. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, that that video of him when he was hawking the supplements, he seemed like he was about six or seven martinis deep in that one. Yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty good. He seems like he's had a, had a good summer. Um, <laughs> Robert Gerke, also from the trip on the 11th of October, posted uh, two new individuals, a husband and a wife have filed a new lawsuit against Tim Ballard. Similar allegations to the original. This suit was also filed under a pseudonym because the suit says the husband was threatened by Ballard supporters. Um, attorney Suzette Rasmussen says she anticipates filing additional suits on behalf of additional plaintiffs. At some point, she says some of the victims may come forward, but right now they want to maintain their privacy. God damn, um, dude. Well, wow, I'm a lawsuit behind. I didn't even see that one. <laughs> yeah, damn. that's uh, it kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good stuff. This, so um, this is I, the cuck lawsuit, I guess. <laughs> if it's a husband. <laughs> Yeah. So on October 11th, um, this was uh, another issue. So this is the third press statement from the Spear Fund. If you go to the press section, this is the only other one. They don't um, issue statements about anything else. No, they don't. They had to repost this one because they misspelled Columbia a bunch of times in it. They spelled it with a U <laughs> and they have had the word Columbia in it like a good amount of times. That's the exact Sued amount by the of university. intel I want from a military organization. It's perfect. And then <laughs> perfect they intel. To, yeah. So they had to delete it and repost it. I'm going to read this one because I think there's there's some good stuff in there. Um, the Ballard family and the Spear Fund issue a statement on the anniversary of historic island rescue in Columbia. 
The Spear Fund, an organization funding and defending efforts to end child trafficking in our time, is releasing a statement on behalf of senior advisor Tim Ballard and his wife, Catherine. Quote, it was nine years ago today that 120 women and children were rescued from evil and conspiring traffickers on a remote island in Colombia, as depicted in the hit movie Sound of Freedom. These women and children have names and faces. They are real people. They tragically call to mind the innocent women and children who are pawns in the horrific events in Israel at the hands of the terrorist group Moss. No, no, <laughs> not this. We not regret this. that the five women who have come forward, though still without names and faces, are caught up in this difficult struggle we face together. Two of the women went on actual operation, underground railroad operations. Actual opera. Okay, yeah. One went on a single operation, and the other woman repeatedly put herself in harm's way. She was asking for it. That sorry, that wasn't in there. She three did not go on any actual operations as they did not make it through the training and certification process. We know from repeatedly speaking speaking to this one veteran operator of her authentic concern for the operators for Tim and for OUR. We are now speaking directly to her. You have assured us privately that you would bravely do it again and aren't sure how we could have changed things in the moment. And you told us that OUR, its leadership and teams were learning as they went, but that you felt like the cause was important and urgent. And it still is. The way this is like formatted is extremely confusing because they have like her, their statements to her within their statement. It's bizarre. When we started the Spear Fund, Tim agreed that his that he is permanently retiring from undercover operator uh, rescues and is instead working to apply the lessons learned in the field to help other operators improve the processes going forward. We start with with recognition of the post trauma inflicted on all of those who went in harm's way and know that there are years of healing needed ahead. But like the wars going on right now overseas, healing and caring for the wounded must be done while the battle rages on. Rescuing kids and exposing those behind powerful, well-funded child trafficking cartels is an ugly and dark business and leaves unintended consequences, which we are all finding out. I love the implication that like uh, trafficking adult women to these countries and uh, sexually assaulting them is an unintended consequence that he's finding out about. Collateral uh, damage. Sorry. Yeah. Who would or have thought? He, or that he's traumatized by it. <laughs> <laughs> I would not like it that... either. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that we would now be fighting amongst ourselves while these evils are rapidly escalating all around us? That's okay. That's just perfect. A couple points Ooh. I thought I thought from that one. It's really funny to have like a statement go like, how can you come after me when there's violence in the Middle East happening at the same time? <laughs> yeah. And the second yeah. point is um, That's great. And the second point is uh you said you'd be really cool about this when we had you secluded with all of us surrounding you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's while well, we took when you when we took you to a different continent, you said you were really chill about this. We're so sick of fake friends. It's evident that those who are behind these cartels have clearly woken up to the light that is being shed on their dark activities. We had no idea how much influence they had with so many powerful people and organizations in the United States. Again, the implication here is that the cartels have. Influence over the Church of Jesus Christ, Glenn Beck, Vice News. The court like, system of the state of Utah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, Tim, it's been a long time since I've read Clear and Present Danger, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to file lawsuits if they want to get rid of you. They will just kill you. I know. Uh, but we do now. Sound of Freedom brought pr uh, providential awareness about the global scourge of child sex slavery. We'll, we must awaken to the awfulness of what we face and move swiftly and courageously to action. It's time for accountability and integrity, unity and forgiveness, and <laughs> sorry, and constructive action like never before in our lifetime. Please join us. More to come. I love the idea that like Anna and Tim are like cartel shooters. That rocks. 
with warm affection, Tim and Catherine Ballard, Spear Fund. So uh, that's the latest that we've heard from Tim. Um, and then on the 14th of October, United We Pledge, the organization that's been uh, building this really strange colonial village in Washington County, Utah, uh, which I think Glenn Beck was at the uh, um, groundbreaking for. Yeah, um, it's so awesome to build this colonial village in like the middle of the desert, like two hours outside of Vegas. Like, wait, did we yeah, talk? Very, did we talk about this when they announced this? No, I, I don't think, remember. I think we were going to talk about it, and something else came up, but like I don't think we've ever fully talked about. It. Yeah, they're going to build like colonial Williamsburg, except for like in the Red Rocks. Yeah, uh, which is also <laughs> like Washington is very close to Colorado City, which is yeah. really weird. So uh, I'm still looking forward to wearing like a tricorder hat and like a wool coat in 120 degree heat. That's basically, yeah, it's, I mean, they're establishing what is effectively just a commune out in the desert where they teach Patriot history, I guess, because Ballard was helping draft its historical curriculum. I'm sure that would go great. Where knowing people should look into the historical nonfiction that Tim Ballard has written during his time as an author, because he's, he's got some. He's got some cool ideas. Kyle, I want you to prove that the Angel Moroni didn't visit George Washington at <laughs> Valley Forge, okay? I want, Yeah, and that Abraham Lincoln was more influenced by uh, the Book of Mormon than anything else. It's, uh, yeah, pretty great. United, uh, United We Pledge President De- Dennis Levitt said Ballard, who is an amateur history buff, was also working with the organization and Latter-day Saint folk artist and puzzle maker Eric Dowdle to publish a <laughs> Bible of American history, which would consist of 250 stories that detail God's miraculous intervention in the creation and preservation of America. So he's out. He's ousted from. He's God ousted miraculously from, uh, delivered missiles to Iran in the 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that kind of brings us to uh, the most current stuff on, on Tim. Uh, I know there's more to come. Um, <laughs> I, I highly recommend people have some fun on Lynn Packer's YouTube channel, American Crime Journal. Um, he has a trailer for, uh, well, he, he, he has an, uh, um, a video that talks about one of the um, people involved in the making the sound of freedom, but he has essentially has a trailer about something he's releasing soon, but it's about uh, Tim Ballard's freak out while he was uh, in Columbia um, promoting his movie. But um, lots of I really love, good stuff. I love that dude's voice. I could listen to Lynn Packer for hours. It's the best, man. It's like it rocks. He's he just does he just does PowerPoint presentations as you do videos, and it, it's just it's so <laughs> it's nice so to good. watch and listen just, to. Just ASMR listening to a bunch of like tactical perverts. Yeah. <laughs> so what have we learned? Miles, how are you feeling about how things played out this summer? Because uh, my head is spinning. Yeah, it's uh, been it's been a wild ride. Miles, how does it feel to get a countless death threats based on a guy who um <laughs> might be one of the Jesus. dumbest human beings to ever live? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been interesting the last couple of months because Ultimately, it feels as though the movie was, yeah, his like Icarus moments. Like you, you flew too close to the sun, dude. Like you, you had a kind of a good thing going, right? Yeah. And then you had to mythologize yourself. It would, I can imagine a universe in which like the movie never comes out and none of this stuff ever comes out, you know, there was just so much attention. I mean, the movie was done in 2018. Angel was only, you know, they were only crowdfunding to get print and advertising costs and stuff like that i mean they basically had nothing to do with it it was already done it was just a movie sitting dormant for for four years yeah uh, five years and yeah i'm I'm like 
it's 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 an interesting lesson in just uh the grifter economy where you know ultimately like you do want that amount of exposure but it will be your downfall so Sorry, I think Tim. it's interesting too, just to see like how like because I've seen tons of like right wing. I think we all have over like the last like eight years, particularly like we've seen tons of like right wing grifters that are right wing personalities that, despite like losing like prestige and power and all that too, they still hang around for the most part. Like yeah, like your Bill Mitchells and your Tommy Lawrence and all too. Like they're not as prestigious as they were in like 2016, but they're still out there. I have never seen anyone have like a supernova like this. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And like, it is interesting how he, we didn't talk about it in this, but like we started with history as of this, um, like this summer, but like his trajectory from like kind of being a somewhat apolitical figure, like it was pretty clear what his politics always were, but he liked to maintain like the, the veil of, of being apolitical until he just started being like, no, yeah. In order to, to stop human trafficking, we have to build the wall. And then he got like a Trump um, cabinet. It wasn't cabinet, but a, an appointment of that was a new created position that was like a, prov- a public private partnership on fighting human trafficking. And like Tim Ballard was the just figurehead for this position. Um, he it really kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people. And I know that like a lot of this reporting has been out there for quite some time. Um, but the movie really did make it like really catch fire like without that movie like you were saying miles like i have like i mean vice may like i'm sure ann and tim would have still reported on stuff but like there would have been far fewer eyes on it because they've been doing this stuff lynn packer has been doing this stuff for uh going on over three years now when's last when's the first time we talked about like one of their articles probably three years ago it was one of our first for us, it was one of our first episodes. Like it was mm-hmm. like 2020. Yeah, so, so it was definitely 2020. And we talked about like the uh, the stories that they were writing. There was another vice writer who wrote another story back then too. I can't remember who that was. So like this stuff at some level, I guess, obviously this, this, the newer releva- uh, revelations are, are pretty crazy and kind of in a different level. But like, you know, people who've been paying attention know this guy's been a liar <laughs> for, for a long time, <laughs> um, but just couldn't couldn't help it like had to make this movie as big as possible and put more eyeballs on himself than he ever would have had otherwise and uh ruined i mean he even got like the people who uh, were accusing him of being a freemason mad at him through through this whole thing too so um a little bit of a double-edged sword there but yeah oh, oh man we forgot to mention his uh podcast with trump he did oh yeah oh yeah where he and then that uh, was like Trump's right before yeah, it was like literally like a few days before like everything started coming out too but it was him and Jim Caviezel and it was the greatest thing ever because like Jim Caviezel would just stare off in the space like not even do anything like just completely like disassociating like they would ask Jim a question like Jim what do you think yep and then right back straight forward like 10 degrees above the horizon and then you just had yeah. Trump go like there's only two things you can build that still works it's wheels and walls <laughs> Uh, yeah so it's been it's been a fun saga where i'm sure there's there's more to come uh i don't i think there they had initially talked about a sequel to sound of freedom don't know uh, if you've heard anything about that (laughs) (laughs) haven't Uh, heard but um yeah crowdfunds a lot they they do it they they have a streaming service they crowdfund on that they are just constantly begging for people to give them extra money in addition to paying for 
seeing the movies or seeing the streaming shows they're just like and if you want to put a little bit and if you want to tip us uh, we'll take that money (laughs) maybe if you're mormon and you're listening to this you can get special permission to use your tithing to go to angel studios instead and maybe we can get a sound of freedom too the sounder if if it's a if it's a accurate to the story as we're being told i will i'll contribute like that'd be phenomenal that would be really called? yeah if they just did a story about all of this it's just jim caviezel like listen you have to shower with me or they're gonna catch on to us (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would love i would love to hear uh jim's statement on on all the tim stuff jim on tim yeah i i gotta i gotta know what he's thinking also, you know, also because he's such a crazy Catholic that uh, I wonder what his opinion of crazy Mormonism is. Oh, man. I know. It's hard to say. Does he? Well, I'd love to know if he considers uh, Tim an actual Christian. Yeah, like I think I think maybe in the back of his head, Jim is like, well, Tim's a great guy, but he is going to hell. So let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I could believe that from Jim. So none yeah. of this actually matters and it's it's fine because, you know, he's already predetermined to go to mm-hmm. hell. There's a part of me that thinks like he believes everything that Tim Ballard believes, but he just thinks he's the Antichrist. It's like, yeah, you're going to be the prophet and the president and the senator, but that just means you're the Antichrist and we have to yeah. defeat you. It's like, oh, OK. That's good consistency. Well, this one, this episode is dedicated to all the Catholics out there. We love you. We hear you. And uh, we respect you. Miles, thank you for joining us. You can find Miles uh, reading in the non-pedophilic. I think we got there by the end. It's a normal publication in in Rolling Stone. Anything anything else, Miles? We've purged purged all the pedophiles from the magazine. And it's safe to read again. So (laughs) I just have have one more question for you before you go, Miles. Yeah. Uh, is Epstein's mausoleum uh, as impressive as you thought it would be? <laughs> uh, when I did go to leave flowers on Epstein's grave, um, <laughs> I, I found it a, a totally moving sight. I had to wait on a line. There was a big line of pedophiles waiting to pay their respects. Um, it's like Logan Roy's funeral. But, you know, if you can, you can kind of tune that out and everyone is respectful. So it's, it's you get your moment. It's like the guy this, was like rushing me. He was like behind me. He wanted his turn. But um, for oh the most boy. part, it's like visiting Lenin's tomb, except for nonces. It's great. <laughs> and it's great to be in Florida. You know, we love Florida. Sure. Um, you wouldn't post on Twitter. Is it the same on Blue Sky? Do you, I, I no, used... I'm just my actual name on Blue nice. Sky because I haven't been banned there yet. Yes, uh, fingers good. crossed. Just we'll milesflee.bsky. We love it. Miles, thank you for joining us. I'm hopefully we can talk about Tim Ballard again in the future. I would, oh, would he is, he, this man is going places. I think he might still get into the Senate, which I'm very excited about. That would, that yeah. would be exceptional. I hang wish out I could with say George that's Santos. not a possibility, but <laughs> hell, it's you never this know. Day. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. We will see you next week. Bye. There's a man who leads a life of danger. To everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. Every move he makes, another chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow.
of pretty faces that you find. A pretty face can hide an evil mind. Oh, be careful what you say, or you'll give yourself away. 